Jonah 3, 7. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water. So we saw Jonah preach his message in verse 4. The judgment was coming and then the men of Nineveh trusted in God. They fast. They put on sackcloth. They're mourning and it says from the greatest to the least, from the highest authority to the most unimportant person in the city. And that bears itself out as the word that Jonah preached reaches the king and he himself mourns for the judgment that is coming upon them. And then he issues a proclamation to the entire city. And it's interesting that the proclamation comes after the men of Nineveh already trusted in God. So there's this individual repentance that is happening. And then the king proclaims from his position of authority a public and communal repentance. And so... Uh, when we think about communal repentance, one aspect of this that we can draw from it is that communal repentance is not set aside from individual repentance. There is no communal repentance apart from individual repentance. And so we should only communally repent insofar as we can individually repent. And uh, the the first aspect of this repentance, we'll see the, the man-focused piece in verse 8. But the first focus is actually on both man and beast. And it's primarily the beast in verse 7. The cattle and the, the flock, the herd and the flock that aren't tasting anything. So the men and the beast are fasting. And the word for feed in verse 7, it can also be translated graze. So the cattle shouldn't graze. They shouldn't drink water. And so why is it that these beasts, who are not moral agents, why is it that they are repenting in a sense? Why are they fasting? Why are they mourning? I think this illustrates a a, a a vision that Paul gives us in Romans chapter 8, verses 19 to 22, where he writes, For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And so we can take from this verse a couple of things. One, when the king pronounces this repentance for the city, it's everything and everyone in the city that is turning to God. And then the second piece is that creation itself is yearning for forgiveness on behalf of mankind. So creation has been subjected to futility because of mankind's sin. And so creation itself desires mankind's restoration because with mankind's restoration, so comes creation's restoration. And, and so what can we take from this passage? One is that we should Insofar as we can all individually repent of something, we should communally repent of that as well together. 
And then the second piece is that uh, when we turn everything in our life and uh, everything that we have authority over, we should turn all of it to God in repentance. And then the final lesson is just an appreciation that God has created an intimate link between mankind and creation itself. And so creation actually gives us signs and may we look for them in the earthquake and in the storm. There's actually signs in creation that creation itself is yearning for something new. And would we yearn for that newness as well in our repentance? And so, God, would you help us to recognize where we as a community of people or we as a society have fallen into sin? And then would we deal that with Uh, deal with that individually with you on our own first and then as a society together. And then God, would we look for you in your creation, that your creation is longing for something new. And so would you help us to long for that newness as well? When we see creation groaning, would we groan? Uh, Would we repent of our own sin and would we yearn for a new creation? And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. That is Jonah chapter 3, verse 7.